everyone, it's Johnny here. Firstly, Happy New Year. I hope you all have a, a prosperous and healthy 2021. So in 2020, I think we can all agree, it's been a, it was a crazy year. With everything that was going on with the pandemic and lockdowns and tears, the one thing that I noticed within business was this real shift over to a, a digital transformation. Every, everything was moving online. So, you know, we were having meetings online. We were organizing our companies online. Now, within that, the one thing that wasn't spoken about as much was our website. You know, we were all moving online, we were marketing online, we were communicating online. And at the heart of all our online communications is our website. So I started doing a lot more homework, a lot more research, and really started studying and throwing myself into websites. And most importantly, how to build a profitable website. So over 12 months and, and, and still now, I'm really, really throwing myself into learning how to build not just a, a really good looking website, a really brilliant website to use in terms of its functionality and its user experience, but how can you make it really, really profitable? And with profitability, we're really looking at inbound inquiries, inbound sales, uh, and really increasing traffic and converting good traffic. So I made a video recently about conversion rate optimization, where I interviewed a friend of mine, uh, Robert Deans. So we were looking at converting more people online, but now I'm starting to look into traffic and we're looking at good traffic. And one of the best ways we can get good traffic is through search engines. These are people, these are live, warm, active, prospects that are searching for the thing that we do through search engines and, and mainly Google. So I'm really starting now, I'm starting now to invest in SEO and really understand SEO and not just from a B2C point of view, not just from a, uh, an e-commerce point of view, but in the B2B environment. And that could be real niched, obscure uh, products and services, right to large B2B commerce and, and in, in that area. So one of the first people I've spoken to is Sarah McDowell. And this is the interview today that you're going to hear. So Sarah McDowell is an SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett. So Holland and Barrett, huge company, sell massive amounts of product online. Uh, they also have a, a range of um, a, a list of stores up and down the country. Um, with their huge online presence, they sell loads and loads of products through through Google, um, directly through their website, through Google Merchant Center, so Google Shopping, and loads of other outlets and distributors. So there isn't, in terms of a, a B2C market or an e-commerce um, market, there isn't really um, much that Sarah doesn't know about SEO from a product point of view. This conversation though dived a little bit deeper into, into B2B um, SEO. And one of the main reasons being that the reason why Sarah knows so much about SEO is that she has her own podcast, which is SEO SAS 
which she co-hosts with another um, SEO expert at Holland and Barrett called Hannah. So we had a, a long conversation, I think it was about 40 minutes that you're, you're gonna see in a bit, all about SEO, about the importance of SEO, how it works, what does SEO look like in 2021? Did it, what does it look like in, what did it look in the past? Uh, and you're gonna hear lots of really good conversation about SEO. So if you have got your own website, you're looking to grow your website, you're looking to develop a new website, then really SEO has to be at the top of your marketing list of things to do. So hopefully you'll enjoy this conversation. So yeah, this is Sarah McDowell, um, all about SEO, search engine optimization. Enjoy. Okay, Sarah, thank you for joining me today. It's amazing for your time. So obviously we're going through a bit of a crazy time at the moment and with what you do, what does a day in the life look like for an SEO content executive? Just give me, just run, run me through a normal day. A, no, a normal day? Mm. Um, well, I mean, so for me as a SEO content executive, um, there are sort of main roles and responsibilities that I have. So um, my role is basically to look after the content on the website and make sure that it, that it is optimized so people come across um, our content and find us in Google. Um, so a typical day could be uh, me sort of um, looking at uh, page titles and meta descriptions, re-looking at content that's already um, existing and ways to improve that, look at trends in the industry, create new content um, to go after more opportunities, um, reporting, so reporting is a big um, factor in my job because anything that we do um, within SEO, you have to track. Um, so you need to track because A, you need to know whether your, what you've done or the changes that you've made have worked. Um, if they have happy days, you can then roll it out onto other things. If it hasn't, then you need to act accordingly. I also do tests and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, from the top of my head, um, that's sort of, and also keeping up to date with what's going on um, in the industry and stuff. So I hope I didn't blab too much and that answers that question. No, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty full on. So you've got doing a lot of things. And I suppose now there's two other factors to kick, to sort of mix that up. Obviously everything that's going on in the world, which we won't go into, but obviously <laughs> there is a lot going on in the world and Christmas. Now with what you do, how much has that affected your work and the work that you do or not at all? So um, Christmas, yes. So with SEO, you need to get ahead of the game, basically. So um, there is the sort of the age old question that, oh, how long does it take until I can see changes happen um, within the set? Like, when can I see rankings? When can I see improvements? When can I see anything? And like, there is the age old answer of it depends. Um, and there's a quite a lot of comicalness in that, but uh, we say it depends because it really, really does. Um, because like ha things that you do to your website and pages, the success of that really varies on what your competition are doing, uh, what Google are up to, what updates they're doing and, and things like that. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so, 
with a campaign um, like Christmas, you have to get ahead of the game. Um, so you, anything that we did for Christmas, we've done sort of two, three months ago sort of thing, um, because you need time to sort of, um, one, for Google to sort of index your changes and see what you're doing, and two, to see what you've done and what competition are doing to, for then for you to act accordingly and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so with any sort of facet, I don't know if facet is the right word, um, but with any like marketing channel, um, we do, with SEO, we do have plans for Christmas and we had plans for Black Friday and we had plans for Cyber Monday. Um, but with SEO, it's less reactive. I've got a weird bit of hair that I'm just going to sort <laughs> out there. Uh, it's less reactive and more about putting a plan together um, beforehand sort of thing and making sure that you're going after those opportunities um and stuff because yeah you need ideally before yeah you need to leave yourself about two three months i would say um for yeah for your changes to um a like have any changes basically and and yeah basically i don't know if that yeah. answers the question no it does joe well it's interesting what you said there because you've mentioned that obviously about planning and waiting and it sounds like that with seo uh and what you do you and obviously you you saying that you plan months ahead for certain campaigns but for everything else in terms of your products your pages developments within the company you must be planning months ahead six months 12 months and most marketers are too impatient and also business owners are too impatient and the other thing is not only are you planning so far ahead but you're also waiting for results now that's in the marketing world quite unusual but I think the word there is patient you have to be you have to think about these things plan it meticulously and then wait and so I suppose that's there isn't really a question there but I suppose that's that's a lot of your job there that you are kind of waiting to see what happens and planning ahead yeah. and, and don't get me wrong um like that is the ideal world and we don't always live in the ideal world so many times there's always like a page has been live and seo is the afterthought so it's like oh we forgot can you can you optimize this can you do this and stuff like that so as much as we do try to plan and there's stuff that we can control um so obviously um i work um so i work at holland and barrett at the moment and um, I, I've got, there's a, yeah, there's a, a team of us sort of thing. So uh, because we're very SEO minded, the things that we sort of um, have control over and the things that we can plan, yes, we, we're giving ourselves that, that two months, three months ahead, whatever. Like the, more, the more time we have to plan, the better that, that we can be with what we are doing. Um, but yeah, there's so many times where um, that isn't always the case, and but we still optimize. Um, but it's just the, the fact that um, it's much better. So when you've got a new page or a new campaign or a new content, when that is live and first published, it makes more sense to make sure that you've optimized it. You're going after the opportunities. You looked at keywords. You looked at query. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you are going ahead with a new campaign a new page a new website in the best state that it can be basically um so so yeah but obviously we don't always live in an ideal world and you do have to be reactive some sometimes basically yeah. so. 
Definitely. Um, the other thing was when we, when we started this interview, when I sort of said your job title, do you know what's really quite interesting there about your job title? You're, it's a real reflection of how things have changed in the last few years. Because if right. you go back X amount of years in terms of like building websites, ranking, you know, it was very much about the website in terms of the tech, the, the back end, the, the technical SEO. Now with content being so important and obviously with content with everything everyone working remotely everyone's going through this big digital transformation obviously as we record this we're just before Christmas 2020 we're still in the the throes of a big pandemic and so content now is well you can answer this is it looks like it's really leading the way for traffic whether it be blog posts whether it be images videos etc so how's how's SEO changed from a retail uh, perspective in terms of content and how important is it? So, so yeah, basically content does, like you say, content plays a big role in customer journey, basically. So because, um, so there has been a, a, a change. So um, since people can now go to search engines like Google and they can literally search for anything now. So, um whether so yeah so when someone is going to google and they they're typing in a search query um yeah it's you and you have your different types of search queries as well so um a big thing in seo and a trend that i've seen um is that um seo SEOs need to focus on um, the intent and user experience going forward. Um, so you have general rule of thumb, you have sort of uh, three types of keywords. You have transactional keywords, you have educational keywords, and you have navigational. Um, educational is pretty much what it says on the tin, so that's where people are um, asking questions, they, they're doing research into something, they want, they need help in the, the buying journey, they've got a question, they want a query, they want to read some content to help them make a decision. You've got transactional keywords where that is where someone's going to Google with the intent to buy something. Um, and then navigational is where you've got someone that goes to Google and they know the destination in mind. So, for example, some people go into Google and type in Twitter, for example, because they want to go there. Um, so, yeah, the reason I'm talking about this is because you have to when it comes to content, it's so important to make sure that you understand the intent behind the keywords that you are going for and making sure that you are serving and creating and writing the right content to fit the um, customer journey and where someone is within that process. Um, because if you get it wrong, that user is gonna bounce off your page and go to your competitors and go elsewhere and you've lost your, um, you've lost your chance of a sale, basically. Um, so content is so important, but, um, but the quality of your content is also, so Google is always um, updating their algorithm. So uh, when I talk about algorithm, um, what I just mean there is how Google decides what pages to show in what position on their search result pages. 
if I ever say anything that, because I very much get stuck in SEO lingo sometimes and I just like roll it off. So if I ever say something, you're like, what? Um, I also make up words as well. So (laughs) I apologize for that as well. Um, But where's it coming from? So yeah, so Google is always updating its algorithm. It's always better. Like, so ultimately what Google wants to do is create the best user experience it can for its users, basically, like any business at the end of the day. Um, So the one thing that they are always looking at is ways that it can make sure that the content that is being served to the end user is the very best it can be. Um, So that's where quality and so um, two, um, well, one update springs to mind and it was the Panda update. I can't remember when Panda was first rolled out, uh, rolled out at the top of my head. If you Google it, you can find it. But basically, when the Panda update came out, that was basically Google uh, finding a way of weeding out all the rubbish content, thin, not very quality, just stuff with keywords, not very, not very helpful for anyone. Um, and Google's getting more and more sophisticated. Um, and, and yeah, so when we are creating content, we need to make sure it is the best that it can be. And what I always um, ask myself is whatever create content I'm creating, have I answered all the questions that I can? Like, because that's your end goal as a content writer, isn't it? Like you, you don't want to leave your user with more questions, you want to try and answer as many as you can, so then they can then go to the next sort of step in the process. Um, so, so yeah, um, have I answered the question, or have you I have? No, you have. Um, no, but... you have definitely. The, the question part's an interesting bit. Without going into using all the complicated software and the techniques that you use, how do you find out those questions? How do you know, beyond searching for a product? what people are searching for in terms obviously in regards to Holland and Barrett, their health, their health issues, queries, where, where do you gather this information? Well, um, every SEO loves a good tool, any tool, um, that it can perhaps, for example, I love coming across and finding extra tools that I can put in my arsenal to make me better at my job. Um, so basically, so whenever I'm doing keyword research and I'm putting together a content plan, um, there are the keyword research tools that I use. So for example, within our business, we use a tool called Bright Edge. It's quite enterprise level and quite expensive, but there are the more affordable ones like SEMrush, Hrefs. So there you can sort of um, put in seed keywords. So basically a seed is um, how you start your sort of keyword research process um, you get in ideas and what have you. Um, so, so yeah, you can go into your keyword research and, um, yeah, do a bit of research to find, um, opportunities. However, um, what else I like to do is, so whenever you type, if you go to Google and you use an educational, um, intent keyword, Google will bring up people also ask, and, um, there's an awesome tool that you can use called also ask, which basically gets this data all together. Um, so you, again, you can put a, a keyword into also ask and it will pull together um, all the um, people also ask, so the questions that um, are suggested by Google and categorizes them together. So then you can like better plan your content. Um, so, so yeah, um, and, 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 and yeah, I I think, yeah, 
Yeah, and without well, blabbing, tools... I'm going to stop. No, that's good. No, there's some really good tools there, and I think I'm sure the listeners will be interested in that. I'm just going to go back in a bit of time uh, and tell you why we're having this conversation today. Obviously, because I want to talk to you, and you've, you've got loads of information about SEO, which is super important. But one of the things that happened right at the beginning of the pandemic was, obviously, everyone shifted home. Everyone was working online, everyone was Zooming, and, and, and this digital transformation was being talked about a long time ago, then it really got accelerated because of the pandemic, because of everyone was working and buying and, and going online, and we saw that. The one thing that wasn't being talked about, especially in the B2B world, obviously e-commerce, we'll move away from e-commerce because we know that's its own beast, but in the B2B world, not many people were talking about websites. They were talking about furlough. They were talking about Zoom calls. They were talking about all sorts of stuff, but they weren't talking about this is the time where we need to develop our website. And I, and I, I said to Natalie, my business partner, I said, we really need to look at our website because everyone's online. We generate decent work from our website. We need more of it. We don't know where, what's happening in the world. And we do know that we need to keep this business going. We need to grow. We need to, we need to develop. So I'm going to really, really study how do we build not just a better website, a profitable website. So I, I did a, I've been doing an audit of the current site. I did a conversion rate optimization audit of the site. I've been talking to marketeers, lots of people that you know and, and work with. And... I'm on, a, I'm on the mission now to, to build a profitable website. Now, when I speak to people that deal in web, digital marketing and website build, everyone talks about different things. Obviously, we're talking about SEO today. I talk to conversion specialists. I talk to marketeers. I talk to designers. I talk to like social media marketers. And everyone will have their area of, of business. Um, now, in terms of website, let's look, let's just focus on B2B at the moment, because a lot of people that listen to this show will be more in the B2B area. Right. Yes. In, ter in terms of what, what is SEO to B2B businesses? And at the moment, why should they care? Because a lot of B2B owners are not thinking about SEO at all. And they will often say, oh, people don't search for what we do on Google. Now, is that a myth? Is it the truth? Or, and if, it is, and if it is a myth, why is it a myth? So I just said about five questions there, but, but why should people in B2B, why should they care about SEO? That's the key question. Because, um, because we have so much information at our fingertips and uh, it's so readily available because of places, like, uh, because of search engines like Google, obviously you've got your other um, search engines as well. But obviously when we talk about SEO, um, Google is like the most, used at the moment google has the monopoly and that's a debate that's an interesting topic in itself um but business b2b businesses should care because if they don't they're missing out on such a big opportunity um because i mean i don't know all b2b industries and maybe there are maybe there's a really niche i don't know very niche vertical in uh, in an industry basically but i do think if that we do go to search engines we do go to google we do we do search things and i i think seo plays a part with ev everyone and if someone can come across you by searching something within google um whether that's information about something whether they're um 
I don't know whether they're like doing research on a particular subject, um, whether they want to do reviews and stuff. I, I think that's a bit of a myth that, and I do think, I don't know, it's just such a missed opportunity because yeah, like people go to Google to ask questions and mm. to find information and stuff like that. And I just, I just, I just worry that those businesses that are saying, no, we don't, we don't get business through, um, through Google. We don't get business through people search on the internet. How do you know that? Because I, I, somewhere in my head i've read this somewhere but um before someone does business to you they're meant to have so, sort of like is it seven sort of um touches with your business or seven brand? touch points that's yeah, yeah. between seven general, and twelve yeah general rule of thumb and 100 percent one of those touch points could be like in google couldn't it or in search mm. engines or, or stuff like that so i just think no business yeah i just it's just a missed opportunity if people don't take it um, great, I agree. Joe, when I asked that, when I asked that question, I always did know the answer, but I thought I'd ask it to you to see what you say. No, I, I, I think every business should be developing an SEO strategy, and, I, and I, for two reasons. The first reason is the process that you go through, and from the creation of a website, the maintenance of a website, and creating content to to generate traffic. That process is really, really logical, and also can also. Um, bleed into other areas of marketing so by understanding your customers uh, pain points pressure points understanding what your competitors are doing that doesn't just apply to an seo point of view it applies to all types of marketing and i, and I love the process of doing seo strategy with brands because i think it's as much business development as it is doing hmm. keywords because because of, of the the nature of how you organize content the words that you use and how then you then you know use your website now that yeah, no, go on, carry on. I've got another no, point, but I'll, you can jump in there. Then. No, I was just, um, just wanted a thing that sprung up into my mind is uh, one of the myths with SEO is people just think, think that it is keywords when it's not like seo is so much more than keywords like because google and search engines are getting more more and more sophisticated and us as humans are getting more sophisticated of how we use and we want information and stuff um yeah like that i just of course it can like seo can bleed into other areas of marketing and i kind of see it in a in a sense of seo should be intertwined in everything that you do because at the end of the day seo is a great way of understanding user behavior like with seo you can understand what people are searching how they're searching trends as well what do they care about um and having that data is so great and you can use that and seo should like when it comes to marketing um me and hannah um so she is my boss but also a co-host on another podcast but we always say that marketing should be this big oily marketing machine where everything is working together um so i think at the moment in in some businesses there's like silos and campaigns and things are happening that like so for example you've got email social ppc seo and sometimes people um you have your different sort of verticals and your different channels all doing different stuff whereas if if everyone worked together and everything come up like joined together and everyone and everything supported each other you're just going to have a better marketing Mm. campaign and you can have better success aren't you because so in that machine 
if we look, look at it as a machine, where, where, where is SEO in that machine? What part of the machine would you say that is? Well, it's, it should be like in everything that you do. Like, it's like the brain, it's the brains, it's the epicenter, it's like the control panel. Because I agree with that. I, I, I feel like SEO has, it, it, it's, it, it plays a big part in all types of marketing. Because once you know what your, what your customers want, once you know what your competitors are doing, and, what, and once you know within your funnel, your pipeline, how SEO is leading people along there, it plays a much, it's not just a thing that you do. It's, it's, it's bigger than that, isn't it? It's, it, yeah. can, it, it can dictate and move how your other marketing works. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, I just, I mean, I know that I'm going to be biased because I work in SEO and I'm going to feel passionate about it. Um, but it just makes sense. And yeah, and I just, and going back to the point about um, some B2B people saying, oh, I don't need to do SEO. Well, what's the point in having a website in the first place? Like, surely, like websites, they cost a lot of money. They're an investment. Well, that's what you should see them as an investment rather than what they cost a lot of money. So surely it's a no brainer. Like, cause I've heard the term brochure website. Oh, well we have a website because it's a brochure website mm. and we want to yeah. like send someone to this to showcase. It's like, well, that's great, but surely you can be doing more with it. And like, rather than have it as a brochure website you can change it into a converting traffic generating part of the user experience like do you know what i mean like yeah. make websites like they could do so much for you if you let them basically like, totally agree. so so my so my second point on why be well any why any business should be looking really really be taking seo seriously as part of their marketing mix and I, it's a case study okay it's an example so we've got a, a client they're an advanced advanced engineering uh company big big company work nationally and very very niche so they basically recycle a certain part of 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 refrigeration or there's other little a few different other types of technology it's just a certain part that when if left and just to degrade it's really really bad for the environment so they have to recycle this part. interesting now now if like now the search for that is so minimal it's 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 nothing so you'd look at it and go well our customers it's all relationship led and you know and they look they find us in a different way now however we found out that the, what they did was very policy-led. And the reason why it was policy-led was that there was a lot of lobbying groups within the government that were trying to get certain other types of companies, big companies, mainly construction, to rethink the way that they were demolishing buildings and demolishing certain things because of the environment. Now, most of these construction companies weren't taking it seriously because it wasn't something they, they needed to look at. But there was a, a horrendous accident, and I won't go into what it was, where something happened where this building that they were demolishing um, or should have been demolished, it wasn't done prop properly. And so the company we work with had to work with the government to try and change the policy because they had all the research that this certain thing needed to be disposed of a certain way. So they worked with the government to create this white paper, which was then published, which was then really, really searched for on Google because these construction companies needed to know about this thing which they searched for it just so happens when they searched for this document and read it within there was the company that 
that we were working with and just the contracts alone that they they that they they won from being on that document was worth millions and millions of pounds now these companies wouldn't have known about this company if it wasn't for seo yeah so i mean so that's for, a great story <laughs> Yeah. So that, there's an example there. And I use that example when I speak to clients that how strange and weird and how complicated SEO can be. It's not as simple as I want to buy a, a, a rally bike. I want to buy a bike or I want a pair of shoes of dark leather shoes. And then you find it and you buy it. SEO is much more complicated than that. So that, that's kind of where, where I'm getting to with this. So I'm going to follow up this with a question. Let's just focus on B2B for a bit because I think that that's the, it's a lot more complicated and I think some people want to know about this. But what do you think is the recipe for a, success, a successful SEO strategy? Where, where do we start with this? Okay, well, first things first, um, and it applies to B2B, but it applies to SEO across the board, is you need to align your SEO goals with your overall business goals. Um, so how, so what I mean there is how can you use like what you're doing with SEO to reach a, a goal that you have for the general business? Um, because SEO can do that. SEO can, can help you get one step closer to where you want to be eventually. Um, and, and yeah, like, and as we keep saying, SEO is not just about keywords and search volume and traffic. SEO plays a much bigger part if you allow it. So if you are if you are aligning your SEO goals with your business goals and thinking, so everything that you do or decide or when you put an action plan or any strategy together with SEO, ask yourself, this is great, but if I do this, does it help me achieve this? So whatever you do in SEO, and one thing that I do is I always weigh up um, resource and effort compared to um, the outcome and the results. So yeah, so if if there's an SEO task that's going to take a while, take a lot of resource, or you need budget for, what is the forecast for that? What what are the results um, basically? So always make sure that yes, you are aligning those goals together, but making sure that the um, the effort, the resource aligns with what the results are going to be at the end of the day uh, you need to track and measure everything that you do um, so to have a successful seo strategy you need a benchmark so you need to know where you are starting um, and then after like a week a month three months six months you can you can set up okay, how often do I want to report and see what changes am I doing? Because as we've said, any changes that you do um, to your website, whether that's optimizing the metadata, whether it's um, improving site speed, whether it's fixing a load of technical SEO issues with broken pages, um, you need to allow time for um, to see what the results are for that. So track and measure um, and always, so when it comes to metadata, so when I'm changing title tags and meta descriptions, I always um, keep a log of what was previously there, just because then if I measure afterwards and things have gone downwards and not very good, you can revert back <laughs> basically. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you need to track and measure so you can foolproof yourself and make sure what you're doing, because uh, SEO is all about testing. SEO is all about seeing what works. With SEO, 
Um, I do blab a lot, so I do apologize. Um, no, you're not blabbing at I'm, all. It's I'm all good. I'm trying to keep on, on yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, with SEO, it's all about, it's not a one size fits all. Obviously, you have the fundamentals and you have best practices. So Google has a webmaster guidelines, which you can read, but it's thousands and thousands of pages. Well, not thousands and thousands. It's a lot of pages long. Um, but obviously, there's like fundamentals. So for example, on a page, only have one header tag. Um, there is an optimum uh, characters that Google can show in a page title or a meta description, for example. So there are things that we know, okay, that is set, structured, but, but other things you need to test sort of thing. So what words you're using in your page titles um, and, and things like that, like... Um, so just making sure that you're tracking and measuring everything you do. So then you can then see, okay, um, this is positively affected. This is negatively affected. And you can also see actually SEO is very important because it's allowed us to, um, like we've achieved this with it, which has then allowed us to be a step closer to this goal, basically. Mm-hmm. And also to be successful in SEO is you need to keep an eye on your competition, uh, what they're doing, because yeah, um, we we have it all the time. So you'll rank it, you you rank really well um, for a really high volume, uh, high high search volume term, and it's generating you revenue, and you're you're dominating, you're being really great. A competitor does something, wipes you out of the water, and yeah, you've got to start again. So keeping an eye on your competition is very useful because yeah you need to know what they're doing so that you can act accordingly and and yeah and also by monitoring your competition you can also come across other opportunities um so uh a great tool uh and i'm i use it with bright edge and i'm sure that there'll be other um, tools that do it, but you can do gap analysis. So where you put your URL in and your competitor's URL in, see what they're ranking for that you're not, um, because then there's some great opportunities there for you. Mm. Um, Some opportunities that you might not have even thought about. Um, So competition, monitoring them, gold mine there's so much that you can go after um and then keeping an eye on uh, algorithm updates so obviously i'm sure you're aware johnny that um a couple of weeks ago google decided to give us a lovely christmas present and do a core algorithm update um which was absolutely fantastic because yes it was like happy google happy google from us happy christmas from us um so yeah so obviously when um when Google does a core algorithm update. So the thing to get across here is Google is always updating its core algorithm update. I read somewhere that Google's doing like 2000 changes to its algorithm a day sort of thing. But um, sometimes when they do a big algorithm update and it affects a lot of businesses or a lot of industries that's when there's chitter chatter among the seo community and that's when like we get picked up on oh okay there's been this big update sort of thing so a big update has just been rolled out and uh we're still sort of waiting to because uh, whenever this sort of thing happens um people then do the research into it find trends uh, see what websites have been affected um see what industries have been affected see what um what f- 
feet, uh, what factors on websites and pages are doing really well and what aren't doing so well. So keeping an eye on what Google are doing is very, very important because yeah, um, you need to know what you're doing, where you are and what they're doing. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's three really takeaway points there. Um, the, the first one that you mentioned was about um, obviously competitors. Um, first thing was that the second thing that you mentioned, no, the first thing you mentioned there was, uh, no, sorry, I'm just remembering. First thing you said about there was, uh, no, remind me again. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, you, you do it, you say it. So first, first, so uh, yeah, to sort of overview my blabbing. So my first one was making sure that you align your SEO goals with your overall business goals and one. making sure yeah. that they work together, um, that you are tracking and measuring everything that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, third point is to keep an eye on your pesky competitors. And fourth is keep an eye on algorithm updates and trends in what Google are doing. And there's loads of resource out there. There's loads of podcasts. There's loads of articles is that yeah there's people talk and also if you're on twitter actually i don't know if i'm sort of segueing here um but twitter has an awesome seo community um so obviously i've had uh, around seven years experience now in seo um but there's always something that i come across for the first time and i'm like oh i've never i've never seen this before what do i do um so i always go to uh, twitter ask the question and someone has had previous experience or they're knowledgeable in that area and they're so lovely and will help you. So, um, the SEO community is wonderful. Um, yeah. that was a bit of a segue, but yeah. No, that's good. No, no prior community. Let what well, you mentioned podcast and let's talk about the podcast. Okay. So the podcast has been going now for coming is it over two years. It must be over two. Oh years my now. gosh, it is. Yeah. So it's two years in November. Wow. So two years. Uh, and I remember when you came up to me and said, I'm starting my own podcast. I'm starting my own podcast. Now that, that, that seemed actually longer ago, to be honest. So two years, which is amazing. And th what's really cool here is that the co-host there is Hannah. Is it Hannah, isn't it? Who, Hannah you work, who you work with. So that must be really, really handy that not only that you obviously you, you, you work with Hannah and you're the co-host on the show, but you're interviewing, constantly interviewing people that are really, really knowledgeable at subjects. And then I take it, then you take that back then into, obviously you both work at Holland and Barrett, you both take that back and do you use that information and then apply Definitely. it in, in the business? Uh, yeah, 100%, 100%. So, um, so an example of that was um, a episode that's due to go out either next week or the week after is um so i was sort of wondering right i've got my set processes of how to come up and identify a uh, keyword keywords and uh search phrases opportunities but i was just wondering i wonder if i'm missing anything like am i are there other ways to come across these opportunities um and it just so happened that we had someone um that we interviewed about advanced keyword research and we had a great conversation and i was picking his brains um about it and i came away with a load of notes that then the next day at work I was like oh I didn't even think about that and the greatest thing is like you can learn so much just by having conversations and I feel so fortunate like because I have a platform that allows me to do that I have a podcast where I can invite guests on and I'm like I'll pick your knowledge and you can like yeah and we can promote you to our audience sort of thing but what I have learned about the SEO community 
and I've got a lot of love for the SEO community is when I first started the podcast, I was terrified of asking people to join the, the podcast. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, they're not, they're going to say no, they're not going to want to. Um, and I remember me and Hannah, when we first started, was like, oh my gosh, we have peaked the show if we ever get Ran Fishkin. Um, so obviously, if you are an SEO nerd or you know of SEO, you would have heard Ran, who Ran Fishkin is because he's like one of the daddies of SEO really, isn't he? Um, but like, so we made this massive thing in our head about like asking him and when's the right time. Um, and I think I had a bit of Dutch courage um, and I was like, you know what, I'm just, just going to message or I don't know whether Hannah messaged or, or something like that. And just by asking the question, every person that we've asked to join us and have a conversation about SEO has said yes. No one has been horrible. No one has said no. And why would anyone be horrible sort of thing? Um, but I think sometimes you can get in your head a little bit and like, ah, oh, no one's good. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, people who take SEO seriously or, uh, or they find it interesting, of course they're going to want to talk to someone else about it. Of course they're going to want to nerd out for half an hour, an hour. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so I feel very fortunate because I've had awesome conversations with lots of different people and it, and it's fabulous it's absolutely fabulous and I also get to talk about things that I'm not so good at so when it comes to SEO you have um so I my speciality is more with the content side of things however there's local SEO and there's a wonderful lady called, called Claire Carlisle who is a whiz kid and it was great to get her on the show because we could chat to her but then technical as well so we've had some really cool conversations so we've had Ruth Everett and Hamlet Batista come to talk about Python and how you can use techie stuff to get better at SEO and, and things like that. So it is amazing. And I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> right. I, you know, it's a really great example. So of how, um, how, uh, uh, you know, yourself, like an enthusiast, obviously you're very passionate about what you do. Obviously you do it for a job. Um, but how using a platform and using a channel, not only to better yourself, learn knowledge, connect, yes. network with people, but then use that, in in your own job and so, it's yeah. and just just a quick point but it's also about educating other people as well so one of the things that me and hannah so there's a couple of reasons why we started the podcast but one of it was to make um seo fun and accessible um so when we put our podcast together we were like yes we want it to be educational but we want people we want people to have fun and we want people to laugh and like smile hopefully when they listen to a podcast and that's why it works so hannah yes she's my boss yes she's my co-host but she's my best friend as well Brilliant. so we have this we have banter we take the mick out of each other um then we get into like a serious topic but every an seo sas podcast is not an seo SAS podcast without a feature that has nothing to do with marketing at all so it's we wanted to create something that where people could learn because I think SEO can be this scary word as well like oh I don't want to do SEO I'll, I'll fluff it up like it's a bit scary when no it's not that scary come and listen to us have a go and and just and test and try so with the podcast we want to educate people but we want to entertain people as well and hopefully hopefully we do that i don't know yeah. like, no, i think, you do. I think yeah. you do there's definitely two big takeaways there obviously the first thing you know 
in, in, in the e-commerce world, we know how important SEO is. And I think if anyone has an e-commerce store, they, e-commerce store, they know how important it is. Let's look at B2B. We, what we'd know is that if you're a B2B company, whether you're niche, um, wherever you sit, whatever industry v- vertical you sit in, you need to be looking at SEO, not only as part of your marketing mix, but as a guide and as the epicenter of your marketing knowledge and metrics. So we know that that's a takeaway. A second takeaway, which I wasn't going to talk about, and, and, and I'm really glad that we have, is, this, is that creating a content channel, creating this platform in your area um, with like-minded peers, with swapping information and knowledge is so is so useful and so important for any industry. It doesn't matter if you're travel, e-commerce, technology, any, any, you know, any business can create a channel where they can speak to people, gather information, share knowledge, and then use it in a practical sense in their own work. 100%. So two, two great marketing techniques there and things that people can take away from this, but amazing. So Sarah, how can people find you? Where, where would you like to send them? Oh, okay. So yes. So basically, um, so I've said before, um, but just again about uh, the podcast. Uh, So um, our podcast is called SEO SES. And if you search for SEO SES podcast, you'll be able to find it and uh, listen to your heart's content. We've got we're going to be hitting a hundred episodes, Johnny, like flipping hell, like, yeah. Centenary. Okay, amazing. (laughs) You do anything special for it? I don't know yet. We'll see, see, what, see what happens. Uh, but yeah, uh, so please do check us, check that out and uh, yeah, uh, have a listen to some of our episodes. And then apart from that, um, I'm on, I'm most active on Twitter and LinkedIn. So Twitter, I am Sarah MCD UK or a fun way to remember that is Sarah McDuck. Um, and yes, I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, can I say about like, I've just started another podcast yeah, as well? Or? Of course. Uh, so yes. So me and, um, another friend have started another podcast and it's a bit different so it's called the lipsticks and we're hoping that it's your go-to podcast for good honest gay chat so uh yeah so a bit different from seo uh, but something for everyone uh but yeah i know that this is a marketing thing but it, no, yeah, it's but, good. but basically this podcast is so it's me and my friend just talking about um our own experiences uh what's going on in the lgbtq plus community discussing news having rants having yeah basically so yeah there's another podcast as well if you amazing well i'll put all the i'll put all the links and notes in the show notes and on the uh, the details on the videos and stuff so um it's amazing thank you so much for your time have an amazing christmas yes merry christmas to you too i hope you appreciate the jumper i love the jumper i do i feel a bit underdressed unfortunately <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for your time and we'll um, we'll speak soon thank you for having me so hopefully you enjoyed that conversation i hope there's lots of little nuggets that you can take away take away there if you do want to find out more about sarah i'm going to leave her details uh, in the show notes uh, in the comments below this video i really do recommend that you check out the the podcast it is really really good so if you are interested in seo and you're looking to develop it as a career or you're looking to build a new website or you want to develop your current website whether whether that be b2c or b2b i do recommend that you 
that you check out the podcast and listen to the, the shows. They are really, really good. And she interviews, uh, her and Hannah interview some amazing people that really, really know their onions about SEO. Yep, I'll pass all their details on. But yep, hopefully you enjoyed all of that. But as always, be useful, be kind, and I'll see you all very soon. Bye-bye.